Well, after several months on a rickety boat, <laughs> we are back. Back to civilization. <laughs> it was nice. It was a nice trip. A little bit of a uh, cultural a, immersion. Well, yeah. Also, after a recent trip to the doctor, I think I might have copped a dose. <laughs> Did you do a shoey? A shoey is a bit of a different thing. I think it was drinking from the fairy cup. <laughs> so, uh, how are you? What's uh, what's going on? Did you want to do the intro to this? Do you want to... Um, I'm sick of being professional. <laughs> well, when did you start doing that? A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah let's, let's chat. Um, let's chat car stuff. Mm. Um, so that'd be fun. We're going to find out later this episode what you've bought. Oh, yeah. I bought a car. Mm. Yeah. Car. One thing I did notice when we were in Croatia, mm. in your tiny village, um, there was a new car that uh, I, I got to see, which was really quite an interesting one. I'd never heard of it before, but it actually exists. The uh, 2023 goat car. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> The 2023 yeah. goat car. So for those of you watching at home, it's a goat in a cage and a man sitting on the cage. Yeah, and the cage has wheels mm. and uh, it's actually got a steering wheel and everything. That was <laughs> that was a real actual thing they used in 1909. Oh, there you go. Um, judging by your uh, your village 2023, which is good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, the goat was fun. That probably explains why I copped a dose. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but... Um, Nothing's nothing really to report apart from some new wheels coming up, which is going to be in our car review. Yes, well, we actually uh, we also checked out uh, downstairs, fresh off the back of our big SUV comparison, uh, the Land Rover Defender. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that? That was the X Dynamic HSE. Yeah, spec. All the bells and whistles, mm. end of uh, top of the line. I think they've always looked great. Mm. I, I said to you when you came in that in in a lot of ways. That looks better than the top spec. Was it the Valer? Oh, the Valar. Valar, yep. sorry, Valar. Yeah, I just think I think that they look fucking great. Um, all black in the yours is white in all black. It looks fantastic with the sort of the gas can option at mm-hmm. the side there. Um, I think they look amazing. Uh, inside, yeah, cool. I don't know. I I just have this. I just have this thing. They're a lot of money for what they are. And I know every sort of brand has their lemon. You know, that old saying of go into the desert with a Land Rover, Mm. come out with a Land Cruiser. Mm. You know what I mean? I've always kind of thought they're a lot of money and every brand will have a lemon and, you know, you could buy a BMW and it could have nothing, like it could have heaps and heaps of stuff wrong with it over and over again or, you know, but I just, it's all too common in these cars to me. Yes, well, uh, for for me, I like the fact that you've got a five year warranty. So if there are problems, it's it's sort of all taken care of. Um, I don't know. I I would prefer to have a car that I like and enjoy and and love sitting in, that potentially has issues than one that is just sort of boring. Like this is the thing that people say about the Hilux, right? Oh, you know, you can't kill them, blah, blah, blah. And the Ranger has had issues since it's launched. Mm. Um, Including yours or? Uh, TBC. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, to me, it's like, well, I don't want to be bored to death for five years driving a Hilux. I'd much prefer to drive something interesting that mm. I like that has problems rather than something boring that mm. I'll just never enjoy. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a bit of a sort of catch-22. But it was, it was actually genuinely great off-road. This one has the off-road pack, so it has height-adjustable suspension. It has a centre and rear diff locks. Um, it, it is just a, an impressive vehicle off-road, yeah. all-terrain tyres. So... Uh, 
God, there's that bloody that clap d- that, that he caught from the shoey. That was the Danish that you forced down my throat this I morning. I literally did not force that down your throat. Right. That was I my Danish. Want, I did not want to eat you that. You literally stole my Danish. You are a feeder. I wasn't going to start Google this. Sh- I wasn't going to start this show because you stole my fucking Danish. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's uh, it for its purpose. It does well. But yeah, you're right. I think with reliability, there are question marks over that stuff. Um, how it goes long term, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to own one just to see what it's like. Yeah, I think it would just annoy me if I had to keep going back to the dealership to get stuff fixed. I think the Defender is probably my favourite out of yep. all of them. I yep. think it's the best looking one. Yep. yep. What do you it's reckon? Pretty, pretty rugged looking. Well, um, I think it's also a mixture of both. Yeah, it is rugged looking, but it's also such a sleek and sexy mm. looking car. Yep. Like, it's not that kind of... It's not rugged in the sense that it's like big and moody and yep. boisterous. It's yep. like it holds its own. It's got a real... Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, anyway... I did set you a challenge. I said mm. bring in a car that... Bring in a car that is sexy, and you said okay, and then you brought in your goat mobile, um, <laughs> and I said try again, and then you brought in this, which was way cooler. So you know what? I was thinking maybe at the end of this episode, set a challenge, and I'll uh, come to the party. You've done okay. it before, and I've come to the party. All right, all right. See so you go. Okay. Anyway, it's car news. Car news. Oh, the BMW Concept Touring Coupe. So this is sort of a bit. Uh, Z4 looking. But also very random and not expected, I thought, uh, because car yeah. companies have stopped kind of doing coupes. It's just been, no, sorry, not coupes, concepts. And it's just been a bit sort of, you know, they just do a concept, but it, then it's actually a production car. Mm. Whereas they don't do this sort of stuff anymore. We have a coach built, you know, vehicle like this that, that just looks out of this world. And at th- first glance, it almost looks like fan art. It does. That's what I was thinking. When I first saw this, I just thought, oh, somebody sort of knocked something together, 3D AI. Yeah. But to think they've actually created this in person and um, like actually presented it to the public, I think is pretty cool. They don't typically do that unless there is some intention to potentially do something like this in the future. Um, and I, they're obviously not confirming anything, but... Um, you know, I just think it'd be kind of cool. Mm. Uh, it's still a two-seater. All this does is just gives you a little bit more load-carrying capacity. Uh, but I just think it's a really sort of fascinating uh, look into into what they sort of might do. So BMW said the uh, concept touring coupe shares its name and draws its inspiration from the 328 touring coupe from the late 1930s, which won the Miller Miglia. Uh, Miglia? Miller. This is what happens when Paul does a shoey and gets a tickly throat. Yeah, this is a bit too far east from my country to pronounce. Oh, uh, God. Race in 1940. Uh, the concept is also said to pay homage to the first BMW to wear the touring badge, the O2 shooting brake from the 1970s. Oh. So, yeah, what do you reckon? Um, there's parts that I love and there's parts that I'm a bit like, ooh, I think all in all, I think it's very cool. Mm. Uh, the front looks a bit odd. Yes, uh, I agree. The front old. looks weird. Yeah, the front looks a bit sort of almost old. That's yep. what that was. That's what made me think it was possibly fan art. I do like the really aggressive. The fact that they've put such big aggressive gills on the side on such yep. a small car, I think, is actually cool. But then you go around the back and you're like, "Whoa, what is this car? It's like a completely." Different That's a work car. of art. Yeah. Like, that looks like it's um, the back of a, one of their M3 wagons. Yep. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They didn't mention the Z3 M Coupe anywhere. That was a thing that looked like a shoe that, that they produced. Mm. Um, and the other thing as well that I find interesting, the fact that this was done uh, basically on a platform that's shared with 
the uh, with the Supra. So the Z4 is obviously a Supra beneath the skin and vice versa. I just wonder whether that means Toyota might get a bite at something like this as well. I hope so, not. What do you think Toyota would do something like this? Well, I don't know. If, if BMW has done it with that platform and they share that platform, mm. perhaps that's a thing that's going to happen. But, um, you know, you never know. It does look cool, doesn't it? Yep. I like the fact that I like the I like how they've kind of rounded the back on the inside. Yep. So you can really load this thing up, but it does look like it's even the back has been kind of like the load space. You look at it and go, that's actually a work of art. Like they've really concentrated on on how that looks. Whereas a lot of generally, it's like not many people pay that much attention to how the boot looks. Do you know what yep. I mean? Though generally they'll put boot like fucking nets in or well, it uses Italian leather for that rear section. Oh. Handcrafted. I like Italian leather in my mm. rear section. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let us know what you reckon. Yeah, we'll, uh, put, that, we'll put that up on socials as well as the goat car up on yes. socials and you can uh, let <laughs> well, us know what you think. Tell us which one you'd buy. Yeah. Goat uh, car or the coupe? Oh, you know what I saw during the week was one of the old Volvo uh, station wagons. Oh, I yes. can't remember the actual mm. uh, number of it, but... You know the ones I'm talking about, right? Like the old school wagons. I think they came generally in a blue or whatever. Yep. Whatever. There's a guy over in the UK, like this dude is fucking loaded, right? But he's very, he's like the old aristocrat looking mm. guy. He's got one of these cars and he's he's put it, uh, he's coloured it in like a, almost like that racing green, British green, yep. Jaguar green. And he's redone the seats in it, uh, tan. Uh, it just, oh, fuck, it looks so good. I must, must find that. I'll send it to you. But I just saw an old Volvo ad. Ooh, a Volvo. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw an old Volvo. Is that Donna? <laughs> <laughs> is that leather trim or yeah, is that Donna, her? Um, well, yeah, I know God. Paul likes a low lip, but <laughs> Jesus. Um, so moving on to the next one, which I just caught my eye. An ex-Apple engineer has been charged for se- stealing self-driving secrets for China. China. Yeah, so what's happened here is the US uh, Department of Justice has filed charges against a former Apple software engineer for allegedly downloading and passing on large quantities of the American company's technology in relation to self-driving cars to a Chinese company. And Apple was or is still working on a long overdue self-driving car, uh, which was dubbed Project Titan. Um, so the formal Apple uh, engineer has been identified by the charges as 35-year-old uh, Weibo Wang, and was Sorry, a can former. Can you say that again? Nope. Yeah, and was that again? Former, was a former Mr. Wang. Mr. Was a Wang. former resident of Mountain View, California, oh. uh, who began working for Apple in 2016. So I'm just having a look here at this story. So. Uh, only a few months later, uh, Mr. Wang accepted a job with a Chinese company that was developing self-driving car software. But according to the indictment, he didn't inform Apple of his new role for more than four months. Um, and then he proceeded to access large amounts of data on Apple's self-driving car project before his access was cut off on his last day with the company. So he obviously would have had a notice period of three or four months or something. That is so dodgy. Um that is so dodgy. Uh, Apple then reported the theft to the FBI, and it, and uh, and when the discovery was made, the um, U.S. federal agents raided his home in June 20, 2018, finding a large uh, quantity of data stolen from Apple. Wow. Crazy. Um, and then it goes on to say, which I thought was fascinating, um, it was alleged that shortly after the raid, uh, Mr. Wang departed on a flight to China. So Wang went there. straight to the motherland. Yeah. So not specifically on China, but... This is what 
governments and companies around the world are, are concerned about when it comes to this sort of corporate espionage. Mm. You get these people employed in these car companies and, and companies in general stealing information that they then feed back to uh, to, to countries that, that want to fast-track development of these technologies. And you can imagine the amount of money that Apple has tipped into this to yeah. then have some bloke just download it all and uh, and away they go is just crazy, isn't it? It's interesting, isn't it? It's like data breaches of like this have been going on for a fair while lately. How do they stop it? Do you, you know can't what I mean? really. I mean, no. um, you can have people, you know, and, and again, this is what uh, governments around the world are, are frightened of when, when you become... Uh, you know, someone who is blackmailed by another country or something like that, you are then forced into stealing this this information. If you're smart about it, they would never know. Because if your job there is driverless car technology, you can hoard data over a long period of time secretly and, and have it vanish without anyone ever knowing. Oh, this guy geez, you, you know a little bit too much about this. <laughs> this could explain why uh, why we've seen the court system of late. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's really fascinating and I reckon this this isn't the first time, won't be the last time, data breaches will keep happening and it's it really is up to companies to to better manage the data and make sure that it doesn't go bye-byes. It wouldn't surprise me if this happens quite a bit. Um, maybe it's just catching a lot of press because it's going back to China. There's a lot of bad press about China. You won't hear me saying a bad thing about China. No, I will. I welcome our overlords with open arms, <coughs> BYD, <laughs> and I will quite happily drive whatever they're uh, putting on the table mm. and play the the guitar doors and whatever they <laughs> the else they want. Guitar doors. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, our next story. I. Um I instantly thought of you when I, I saw this. Jesus, here we go. Was it uh, Man with a Giant Penis? Um, it's close. Wasn't um, that documentary that you and your wife watched? <laughs> Man with the biggest penis, with the world's biggest <laughs> penis? I thought, can you guys stop watching my home videos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one is driver of rented Lambo flees scene after oh. running out of talent and crashing into a dealership. So close, but... Um, so this happened in Sydney, and you know Sydney better than I do, mm. uh, but apparently a bloke was driving a rented Lambo Huracan and somehow lost control of it, and the footage has come out since then of yes. him losing control of it. Yes, and this just happens to be right near my house. The um, and convenient thing is that this all keeps stacking up and pointing towards you. Mm. Yo, just because I remember you um, promoting some of this stuff. Oh, yeah, look! I might have made a TV appearance about something like this recently, I and I wasn't yeah. going to. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, but yeah, it seems like you endorse all this sort of stuff, which is good. Yep. Um, so, uh, look, if uh, if the next episode of the Driver Show is a little bit late, I'm just doing five to twenty in Pentridge. <laughs> um, that's not a strip club. That's not a strip club. But um, oh well, someone's getting fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, Very good. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I thought um, just in a, as an aside to the moron that was driving this car. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool to see the images from the firefighters who published all of this and and their uh, attempts at rescuing the vehicle and making everything safe. It was really cool to see them uh, hard at work here, getting it all set up. They had um, these uh, frames and ratchet straps just to to make the scene safe before they could uh, remove all the cars because it was quite an awkward position the Lambo crashed into. It Mm. sort of flipped the Falcon up onto its side and then the Huracan was mounting it effectively. Oh, so. 
Have you got Have you got this on your little website? Yeah, so it's at carexpert.com.au. Oh, okay. Well, let me just, you uh, just click the link. I see. What would you. it? Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, so it, it, um, it's quite a remarkable achievement that they've been able to make it all safe. So it shows you that all the training they actually go into, um, sometimes in the most random ways, actually pays off for them, which is good to see. Yeah, as opposed to the training that that Lambo driver had. Yes, zero of. Very little by the looks of it. And yeah, by I the t- way, where he's, where he's driving, I actually know, I know that car yard, that actual car yard, I bought... Uh, when I first moved to Sydney, I needed like a car just to last me sort of six months. And I bought a car from that car yard. And it was a... Hurricane? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bloody... Oh, my God. It was a freaking Kia... Uh, remember the coupes with the K? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this black thing. And, oh, my God. Yeah, smell like cigarettes. Good car though. There you go. Fun um, fact. But yeah, so it's interesting. I crashed a Lambo into a yes, car dealership I bought Lambo. from. Um, yeah, but look, it's. Well, I don't know if they've found the driver, and I, I don't know if anyone has any more information on this. If you do, get in touch. Contact at the drivers show today. I'll be curious to know whether they found the driver because if it was rented, surely you would have their details. But mm. mind you, I had um, I saw this story on Reddit about. A guy who, when Turo launched in Australia, he rented out his M2 um, on Turo. Oh. Guy came, valid licence, everything was okay. Came time to return the car. Car never came back. At all? And, yeah, it was just stolen. And um, obviously Turo has insurance and all that sort of stuff, but... It just shows you that even if someone turns up with a driver's licence to rent a vehicle like this, if they're driving like that, they crash it and they run away. Mm. I mean, if you're running away, you clearly probably know that you're not going to get caught. Otherwise, they'll just come straight to your house, unless they were intoxicated or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'd be curious to see how this one actually ended ended up. Interesting mob. Mm. Good people. Good people. Can you remember on a previous... This is... Um, let's go. I just want to go off cars for two seconds because I think it would be of interest. We've brought this up... Before, can you remember a while ago, we were talking about, we both like watches, Mm. right? And we were talking about, I've got an Amiga Speedmaster, the Moon Mm -hmm. Watch, right? And then Swatch brought out like an Amiga collaboration, which I thought was just crazy. I mean, I think it was, they were watches that retail for like 380 bucks. It's basically a piece of plastic. And I was like, why the fuck would anyone buy a piece of plastic watch because what they were doing was reselling them for like yep. 800 900 bucks. Well, I'm that fucking idiot who bought oh. that 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 um that moon watch and I'm wearing it right now. There you go. I did yeah. notice that earlier. Yeah. So, I basically bought it just cuz I thought it was a, a fun watch and yep. it, to be honest, I got a pretty good price on it, so it just $8,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I actually paid less for my actual Amiga Speedmaster. And your new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was like a, a fun daily, but I don't know. It's a bit... They're, they're, I don't know. What do you what do you make of these sort of collabs? Oh, I don't know. I just think that given the demand, I mean, you saw the lines they had and the resale, mm. obviously it's popular, so... Mm. I mean, I think we'll see more of that. That's probably going to to pave the way for them because I think those collaborations tend to cost a lot of money to set up. But if you can mm. get an investment return and, and they're obviously high margin as well, mm. I mean, you know. Well, the guy that sold this to me is like a professional reseller. Yep. So he's got like a, a, a shop, if you like, but he'll fly all around the world, or not all around the world, but he'll fly generally, or he will, he'll fly all internationally, but he'll fly, he'll fly all around <laughs> Sydney, Melbourne, wherever these um these are launching and, and, and whatnot. And 
he'll sort of resell them because he's basically puts a price on say you buy the the watch is retailing at 400 bucks yep. and he sells it for 800 he'll justify it going well you can't really get them plus i had to wait in the queue for yep. half a fucking day yep. so you kind of save um but yeah no it's interesting like they the, even the version of this they did like a uh, it's called like moon dust or yep. some crap it's basically just a gold hand on it yep. and they're selling for like 12 1500 bucks mm. it's like anyway this is my version of an nft how are your nfts <laughs> going um all right next news story <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, That was the last news story. So um, let's talk about our car review. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. The 2023 Subaru Outback Sport XT. Prices start at $46,690 for the entry all-wheel drive to $55,990 for the XT Touring. Oh, Gordy. Mm. This is the car you bought, isn't it? Yes. Go on. Cue for some underwhelming responses. (laughs) The uh, 2023 Subaru Outback all-wheel drive Sport XT. Never thought I'd own one, but here we are. Woo! Yeah, girls. Go, girl. Look out. Elite dad bod coming through. <laughs> I actually really like the Outback. Uh, I recommended my in-laws buy one. They bought one. They, they do sort of caravanning and stuff with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a good compromise if you don't want an SUV, which some people don't, but you still want all the space and a higher ride height. Yeah. So it ticks all those boxes, and finally it's turbocharged, which means it's not slow like the old one was. Yeah, and there was a few reasons why I bought it too. was one because I did... I I wanted an SUV, but uh, there's none I really liked. I think for the price and for the stats of this, um, 58,000 roughly drive away, 183 kilowatts, 350 newton metres of torque. Those numbers make me cry, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Five-year warranty on this. Mm. Look, I think for me personally, I, I, I wanted a car that I can chuck the kid in, chuck the wife in the, the boot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, chuck the family in the car and go to places like the snow or, or whatever and do road trips and stuff like that. And it come out in a reasonable nick. I think they're a great car. I mean, they're, they're built really well. They just feel quality from the yeah. moment you sort of jump in. And I didn't want the top spec touring on purpose. Um, I actually think this looks better with the black rims and Black font highlights. And highlights uh, makes me feel sporty. Even though <laughs> when when I get clearly out of the car, you, I'm clearly a yeah. man that sits in a studio with a with another Danish. bloke and eats Danishes. <laughs> yeah, look, I think and look, the the also the sport trim on this on the inside. It's mm. not. It's kind of like a. It's weird. It's like a, a leather, but it's not. And I like that. I wanted it to be something I can durable wipe down when. Uh, <laughs> When you let the wife out of the boot. Yeah, when I let the wife. <laughs> I was going to say when I have a midnight wank, but all right. God. But <laughs> they're kind of renowned as being a bit of a, a daggy car. But for me, I think they're great. They look they look really good too. And um, I don't know, they do have a bit of go anywhere. Like if I wanted to drive it to the other mm. side of the country in this, it's quite a capable car. Yeah. Um, it's quiet too. That was the one thing that surprised me. There's fuck all road noise in this. Mm. I will say the things I do love about it too, the the infotainment's really good on it. I think it's like the screen's nice and big and I I am going to miss the physical um, climate control. I do sort of, you know, you've kind of got to go into the screen a bit for that, which is a bit annoying, but... um, It's very roomy. I I was surprised by how much room there is in the second row and in the boot. Like, it is enormous for Mm. what it is. And that's the one thing I've noticed since having a kid too is kids with them carry 
a lot of baggage, yes. like more than my wife. And they just carry a lot of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we just wanted a big boot for that. There is a reason. There's, I think price point-wise, too, this is great because, what, roughly 58000 mm. drive away. And I think for that price, what you're getting is – I don't think it's a bargain, but I don't think – it's um it's, it's not overpriced at all. Yeah. Um, I think the fuel economy was a bit meh. Yeah, what are you averaging? It's it's sort of higher than the naturally aspirated one. Well, I think they were saying in the stats. I think Subaru's claiming around about. I think it's about eight, ten. Eight, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I think they're claiming less. I think they're claiming like eight nine. I was doing more like twelve. Anyway, no, I think about twelve is is what you'd expect to get out of it. Um, because yeah, well, the second you turbocharge it. Um, yeah, here we go. So nine with the turbo. But yeah, I think it's going to be more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it really is. But look, I think it's a solid car. It looks good. The paint looks... Um, I'm, I've got the... I don't know what the official colour for the dirty looking green is, but that's the one I've gone for. <laughs> um, so uh, did you get yours from a dealer? What was the wait time like? Yeah, shout out to... Subaru Chalora. Big shout out to those guys because the wait isn't too long. Like I'm getting this as we record. I'm getting it in July. Yep. Okay. That's that's, not too bad. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that is good. I think the the wait time is excellent. God, considering my brother has been waiting for his Toyota Prado. Yep. He has waited at the moment. We were speaking yesterday. He's waited 18 months for that. Oh, my God. That's insane. Isn't it? Like... That is ridiculous. My dad bought a Land Cruiser and was waiting like that sort of time for it. And uh, I remember just seeing them. He was one of the first, I reckon, mm. around to order them. Mm. And I remember seeing heaps of them on the road in mm. Sydney. And I'm like, Dad, where's your car? I'm seeing heaps of them. What's going on? He goes, oh, I've seen one or two. I'm like, nah. I'm seeing them everywhere. Today. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I thought I thought the wait time was really good. And that's kind of what got me over the line as well. Look, um, I think wait times in general are starting to improve. Um, obviously, you've got your edge cases like Toyota, which just can't seem to get manufacturing right. But everyone else is getting much better now with wait times, especially mm. the Chinese brands. You've got stacks of those cars available That's now right. without having to wait at all. So The Type R was yeah. two years, which I was like, Well, they're wow. now improving that because they got an extra stock allocation. So I think they've shaved like a year off the wait times. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which is pretty good. 12 months to wait for one of those. Not bad. Not bad. I'd do that. Good size. Good size. Uh, yeah, so what do you think of this car? Oh, look, I, I really like it. I think that uh, it is just the way to go if you don't want an SUV, and um, I think that it is uh, a good all-rounder. So uh, I'll be keen to see what you think about the infotainment system longer term because mm. I find it fine, but it was just a little bit fiddly at times. So I'll be curious to see how that goes for you. Yeah, the climate control really is the big thing. Yeah. I mean, once, once you've got... Car playing this, it's yep. fine. Yep. You know what I mean. I think I just I, I think it works good. The wireless Apple CarPlay too. I, for some people, it's neither here or there. For yep. me, I love it. I think yep. it's it's where we should be. I yep. can't believe we're not. It's such an easy thing to to just jump in, not think about. Happy, mm. very happy, very good. Question: mm. What would your kamikaze car be? So, if you could have one car that uh, is probably the worst financial decision ever, but you didn't care, what would you do? Where would you go? Ooh. That is a hard one. Yeah. That is a really hard one. Unlimited money? I think that would defeat the purpose of a kamikaze car. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Just looking at the resale of them, I think the Defender would be fun because the resale isn't great. Really? I'd go something a little bit more Porsche. The Cayman GT4 was great. 
But why is that a kamikaze car? Because basically I can't afford it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so the yeah. title of the segment is, tell me about a car you can't afford. Can tell me a car that you know I shouldn't buy, but I really want to buy that I probably could. Um, I think it needs to be a classic as well. Yeah. So for me, if we're not doing just new cars... Uh, mine would be something like a Lamborghini Countach because you know that it would be so much fun to drive and just so cool, but probably very expensive to run and maintain and highly unreliable. Yes. I think that'd be me. Actually, I've always wanted a Tirana XU1. I don't, I don't. I mean, the resale, they're so ridiculously overpriced. Yep, especially for a good one. Yeah, for a good one. And there's so many, like, tributes or replicas mm. out there. But I, 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 I just love a genuine XU1 GTR. And it's, like, they're even in the door cards, they've got, like, the... It's almost like a checkerboard mm. look. Ah, it's such a cool car. As time goes on, something like that would, would be a bit of a, a massive pain in the ass to maintain. Yeah. And actually, to be honest, saying this out loud, I don't think it would actually drive that great. Probably wouldn't. No. No. I think a lot of those older cars wouldn't. It's um, if I'm yeah. yeah, if I'm being completely honest, it would it would just be upsetting to drive. Yes. You know when you've got like a hero car and you get into it and you're like, mm, mm. yeah, this does drive like mm. 1972. Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> I would I would probably buy that. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Well, um, anyone listening, contact at thedriversshow.com.au. Uh, let us know what your kamikaze car would be um, over the socials as well. Do yeah. we have any socials to read out? Uh, let's have a look. There's a guy who writes to us on our um, Instagram DMs, every single app. I think it's... Uh, Is it Trevor? No. Oh, oh God. Don't, don't even get me started. <laughs> What's Trevor up to? Do you know you and Trevor have this fascinating um, thing in common? When when you call me and you're at the studios, you both say, I'm downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember picking up the phone to fucking Trevor Long and I'm just like, hey, mate. And he just goes, I'm downstairs. <laughs> And I go down there, and there's this guy, disheveled guy with, like, Speed Dealer sunnies on, and he's got his T-shirt tucked in, and he's got, got these real, like, wrap-around blind men-style <laughs> fucking sunnies. And he just, like, he just makes me laugh. Yeah, no, there's a guy called George Moore. Shout-out to Georgie. He always goes, yeah, another episode, and you didn't answer my question that I've been asking every single episode. And the funny thing is, I just, we're not going to answer it today either. What, what is the question? I don't even know. I've got to go that far back in the every fucking... Look at this. What was the first thing? Can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, I think it was... There was something... I think he was the one... He was probably the original one who asked about merch. Oh, it's probably Daniel. We get a lot of stuff sent to us, which thank you for that, by the way. Actually, here's a little bit of hoo-ha from uh, Intrigued Coop. Okay. Shout out to Intrigued Coop. Off-road Ford Mustang Raptor rumoured. Oh. And it's no joke. Ford Mustang Raptor mm. of the electric one or the normal one? A report in the US over... Oh, I don't want to read... Oh, I don't want to read this because of the, of the fucking article of who it's by. Oh, oh then it's not true. <laughs> I don't want to get sued again. Yeah, I don't want to get sued again. I, in fact, I don't want to read that article. I'll read the headline. That's enough. I haven't heard anything about it. Have you heard no, anything about it? not yet. And you have a car website, a exactly. legitimate good one. So I'm not going to uh, read the competition. No. Um, so anyway, mate, thanks for your email, but that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> 
there's a, a famous classic car garage in Sydney. Yep. I got this sent a lot. And we've talked about them before because they had a BYD at 03. Oh, yes, I remember that, yeah. And they had that for sale for like $70,000. $70 million. Something like that, which, yep. which I thought was the oddest thing ever considering you can buy one brand new for yep. 45 right? This one, this, someone sent me a BYD. I forget. I think it's like the E6 or something like that. Right? Oh, yes, yeah. Right? Remember school. that sort of yes. old school BYD? Yep. And they've got they've got one for sale and it's never been... Oh, I saw that. That was at... Um, never the, been. News. in Melbourne, yeah. I oh, was it in Melbourne? Yeah, this this particular one was. Oh. Yeah, it had like no kilometres on it. Zero kilometres. So why would I buy that? Yeah. But you are looking into it, aren't you? Yeah. That's, that's my kamikaze car right there. No, that's your... we um, answered the question. Sponsored vehicle. To the day I die, there is nothing wrong with a car with guitar strings in the doors. Yep. And you know, I mean, According that According to can, my contractual agreement. Can, <laughs> sorry, I'm just getting word from China. Empress E, yeah. You want me to take the shot? <laughs> I'll take the shot. Okay. <laughs> so, let's, uh, if, let's, let's wrap this sucker up. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, contact at thedriversshow.com.au is the email address. Give us a yell. We'll read out anything you send. Um, also, get in touch with us on social media at thedriversshow.com.au. And if you can, please, as soon as you're done listening to this, or even while you're listening to this, leave us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're listening on as well. That would help us immensely. Yes, there is a video on our socials of the Subaru XT Sport. Uh, there is one of the Corolla, the GR Corolla. Uh, have a bit of a sticky beak. Let us know what cars you want to review next. Oh, you know how last week you got the Cayman GT4? Yes. Next week... Oh, look at you. Excellent. <laughs> doing, doing some deals. Yes. Um, Probably trying to stay off the news again. Yeah, it was going to be a hurricane, but um, <laughs> we had to bump that one. Yeah, we had to. That, that one's on hold. Yeah. That one's in the uh, factory. Just having a, a bit of a detail. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone.